Welcome to the Chrisman Commentary Daily Mortgage News Podcast. I'm your host, Robbie Chrisman. Topics on today's episode include planning for 2023, when will central banks begin to pivot, and the U.S. economy added how many jobs in December? Thanks to this week's podcast sponsor, MCT, and its hedge advisory comprehensive capital market software and services that empower secondary marketing performance. To learn more, visit mct-trading.com. This is about the time you stop saying Happy New Year to people because you've forgotten who you've said it to and who you haven't. <laughs> Lenders and vendors are not forgetting the second half of 2022 as they plan for 2023 and widespread travel and entertainment cutbacks are standard fare. It is hard to justify spending three dollars to $5,000 for each person to go to a conference when you just went through another RIF and you're hoping to break even in the first quarter. Zillow hasn't forgotten anything, especially since it has nothing to remember. Sounds a little 1984-ish, but okay. Zillow doesn't have to remember what the inside of my house looks like since it has never set foot in my hovel. But Zillow has a staff to crunch numbers and tells us that given the FHFA, Freddie, Fannie, conforming loan limit changes for 2023, more than 2 million U.S. homes no longer require a jumbo loan. Remember that since jumbo loans don't have a G fee, some of their rates are actually less than conforming conventional loans. Redfin's never set foot in my house either, but thanks to big data, is telling us that buyers receive concessions like money or repairs or rate buy-downs and a record 42% of home sales in the fourth quarter, up from 31% a year earlier. Yes, places like Phoenix and Las Vegas are back in the news. One question on the minds of many in 2023 is, will central banks begin to pivot? Meaning, will they stop raising short-term rates? In the United States, while inflation has eased recently, it is still way higher than the central bank's desired 2% target. Quote, We will stay the course until the job is done, said Fed Chair Jerome Powell at December's policy meeting. Well, ECB President Christine Lagarde added that, quote, we're not pivoting, we're not wavering, end quote. Last month, the Fed even raised its benchmark interest rate to the highest level in 15 years. And some fear that heightened geopolitical risks or uncontrollable events could happen again, causing inflation to spring back and return to its upward ascent. At this point, it would seem that there's more risk of a high-side surprise. As a reminder, the Fed, through the Federal Open Market Committee, or FOMC, raised rates seven times in 2022, pushing its benchmark from a range of 0% to 0.25% to the current 4.25% to 4.50%. However, smaller increases were implemented in December, and officials signaled that they only plan to keep raising rates to between 5 and 5.5% in 2023. Better outlooks are already materializing, with many seeing the Fed continuing to raise rates in the first quarter, pausing in the second, and possibly cutting rates in the third or fourth. Anyone who's been in this business for any length of time knows that what happens in the secondary markets directly flows through and impacts borrowers. For example, when FHFA tells Fannie or Freddie to jump, they ask, how high? Want to issue Ginny Mae securities? Then you better pay attention to what Ginny and Hutt are doing. When correspondent investors or wholesalers make changes, their clients either mimic them or find a new outlet for that product. 
But things happen with retail lenders who either have portfolio products or special agreements with investors. And it's good to take a quick glance at a couple to see who's doing what. The U.S. government is rarely not in the headlines, or at least the front page. I'm occasionally asked, will government debt be a serious problem? Especially since America's national debt topped $31 trillion for the first time in November. The press likes to throw things in the mix, such as the possibility of a recession, the lack of a House Speaker, an aging U.S. population, elevated health care and defense costs, and a tax system that doesn't bring in enough revenue to cover spending. The federal government has become very good at kicking the can down the road. People far smarter than I am will tell you that there's no magic number or level for when a government's debt begins to hurt its economy. And the country has easily handled a much heavier debt load than was once thought possible, and even used those conditions to remain competitive on the international stage. Default isn't imminent, and even a divided Congress ultimately finds ways to raise the debt ceiling. Some go a step further and say that the record amount of red ink doesn't matter at all, and instead focus on the interest the government pays on all its debt as a percent of GDP. Ahead of today's latest payrolls report, we had some rate hike concerns yesterday following stronger-than-expected labor market data. ADP employment, which came in up 235,000, beat expectations, and there was the lowest number of weekly initial claims, 204,000, since September. While Amazon, Salesforce, and other giants across technology and finance have garnered recent headlines by firing tens of thousands of workers, small and medium-sized U.S. businesses have been on a hiring spree, pointing to a tight labor market which should keep the Fed on edge about inflation remaining elevated despite other signs of weakening in the broader economy. In a welcome sign for the Fed in its fight against inflation, the data also showed a sharp deceleration in wage growth in December. We had some Fed speak yesterday. Kansas City Fed President George said she sees rates reaching 5% and staying there well into 2024. St. Louis Fed President Bullard suggested 2023 might be a disinflationary year. He added that while the policy rate is not yet in a zone that may be considered sufficiently restrictive, it's getting closer. Today's economic calendar kicked off with the December payrolls report. The U.S. economy added 223,000 jobs, not on farms, in December, higher than expected. The unemployment rate rang in at 3.5%, down from 3.6% last month, and hourly earnings were up 0.3%, up 4.6% for the year, so cooling down a little. We've also received November factory orders and December ISM non-manufacturing PMI, if anyone cares. I'm sure there's people that care. Today is packed with Fed speakers, Governor Cook, Atlanta President Bostich, Richmond President Barkin, and Kansas City President George, who are expected to continue to push back on forward pricing and money markets in 2023. After the employment data, we begin the day with agency MBS prices nearly unchanged from Thursday night, and the 10-year yielding 3.73 after closing yesterday at 3.72%. Not much of a market reaction. Let's wrap up with a joke and some housekeeping. A physicist and a biologist had a relationship. But there was no chemistry. (laughs) Thanks again to today's podcast sponsor, MCT, and its hedge advisory. Comprehensive capital market software and services that empower secondary marketing performance. To learn more, Visit mct-trading.com. Questions about the podcast or sponsoring opportunities? Send me an email at robbie at robchrisman.com.
Visit robchrisman.com for more information on our industry partners, access to archived commentaries, and how to subscribe to the daily mortgage news and commentary. To listen to or download past episodes of this podcast, search Mortgage News on any platform you get your podcasts from.